Hello everyone, welcome to Shoots and Jobbers, the number one wrestling podcast wherever you are right now in your earphones. My name is Fergus Adderley and let me introduce you to my wonderful assistants, my beautiful assistants, uh, my co-hosts. First we've got Tom. Hello there, my name's Tom. I, I'm, I'm just an assistant to you now. No, no, no! You're not an assistant. You're, you're my, you're my colleague. You're my, you're my, you're my, you're my buddy. Yeah, that, that's better. <laughs> that's better. That's better. Um, and then, of course, we've got uh, the voice of Ireland. We've got Mr. Sean. Hello, I'm Sean. Uh, I also reject being called an assistant. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah, fight the let's, power. Fight the power. Yeah, fight that. We're, we're <laughs> let's here. put the assistant to one side. Um, but anyway, so we thought uh, that we'd we'd start a podcast because we're all big fat wrestling nerds. Um, me myself, I'm a wrestler. Um, Tom has a has a huge wrestling YouTube yeah, channel. I'm a wrestling YouTuber. Uh, 188k TNA connoisseur. Check me out. Tops in wrestling. Um, and Sean is. Is, is a bit of everything, really, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just a general fan, you know what I mean? I just, just a fan, nothing else. I say what needs to be said. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a huge fan of sort of like the indie scene. Um, Tom has as much knowledge on TNA as you need to know, right? And sort of, I think Sean's sort of stronger point is WWE as well, but... It's like the most yeah. useless thing to have knowledge on, TNA. <laughs> Um, but yeah so I don't know like I thought we we sort of introduced why we wanted to do the podcast over inspiration so do any of you boys want to start on sort of your inspirations why you're doing Uh, what you're doing yeah I I can start off Um, I think the main reason I wanted to start a podcast is because I'm bored as shit in quarantine (laughs) and I've never really had up until coming to uni I never really had people to watch or talk about wrestling with in person until I met you guys. Yeah. And so may as well seize that opportunity to start this podcast. But exactly. Talking about my wrestling fandom as a whole, my favorite wrestler of all time is probably CM Punk. Uh, it's, I don't really need to explain why. It's a very basic answer. I mean, CM Punk is CM Punk. At the moment, I'm a very big fan of Moxley. Uh, Darby Allen, I really like. Uh, of course, Liv Morgan is probably my favorite woman oh. at the moment. I'm very <laughs> one of the first one of the first names what, for the podcast. Yeah, I'm very was. intrigued by the direction that WWE might take Liv Morgan in. But yeah, you know, other than that, that's basically me as a wrestling fan. Uh, I watch WWE, AEW, uh, TNA, of course. Uh, I got into Lucha Underground a bit. I watched the first two episodes of that, so I need to watch a bit more of that as well. And in general, I watch Impact every now and then. I watched a bit of their pay-per-view last night. It was pretty good, but yeah, that's basically me. Um, I just want to point out, obviously, Tom, you said that your favourite wrestler is CM Punk. So when you hit 100k yes. subs, I remember you telling us something when we were oh, watching yes. Elimination Chamber. Tell the guys at home what, uh, what you ended up doing. Well, when CM Punk famously won the title at Money in the Bank 2011 in the amazing, like my favourite match of all time, uh, obviously, the storyline was like he left the WWE right after. So the first tweet he put out after winning the title was a picture of the championship in his fridge. <laughs> a very iconic tweet. So Brilliant. when I hit 100k and I got my silver play button, I recreated it by posting a picture of my play button in the fridge. I obviously not as good as his tweet, but, you know, he was the inspiration for it. And I thought I'd give it a go. Quality. Quality. I said that if I ever like hit a million or 100k subs, I would take off so say if i got a million you've got what three would you have three plaques by then or just two just two, uh, just two. so what i do million. yeah what i do is i take off the uh the plaques i'd get a wwe belt and i'll put it as my side plates and have like my face you know like what the fiend did with his, his uh championship belt oh yeah i would oh, put yeah. i'd put my face on it and i'll make my own customer channel belt. anyway uh sean sort of like what's Inspirations, favorite stuff that we can sort of like introduce people at home, like to get to know a bit more. As a fan. Uh, yeah, right. Well, and and as a, and as a wrestler, as a wrestler, pretty much similar to Tom. I I used to be a big fan of wrestling when I was younger. I was a massive fan for a few years. Then I kind of dropped off because I didn't really have anyone to talk with it about. So I just sort of stopped watching. Then I came to uni, met you guys, and you two sort of got me back into it, and then. I just thought it'd be great to kind of, as because I'm getting back into wrestling for the first time in a while, I'd really enjoy it. Like, like this podcast is going to be a, 
it's going to be a journey for me too. I'm going to be learning along the way, and I just think it's going to be. A Everyone's lot coming with you, Sean. Everyone's coming with you for the ride. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's do it. Starting the movement from day one. Um, yeah, and then as for favorite wrestler, I'm the same. CM Punk. It's just it's a basic answer, but he's just hey. he's just the coolest thing ever. I remember the no first... one quite like him. No one. The first match I ever saw was him versus Brian over the limit 2012 for the title. That was during his 4-3-4 run. And it was the match, if you remember, where Brian had him in the yes lock, but he rolled onto his back. And Punk tapped, but Punk had him pinned because he rolled back. And then Punk controversially won the title. Or, well, he retained it. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but wasn't that, like, the same show where, like, John Cena and John Laurinaitis had, like, a half an hour match? And it was yeah. fucking terrible. That one. It was <laughs> horrific. That whole Laurinaitis oh, thing God. was... Oh. That was an awful time for the company. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, it was an awful time, but they had Punk for 434 days, so it's good. Punk was always the shining light in, like, a yeah. sea of badness. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And he wasn't, he wasn't even, like, the main event half the time, but he was still, like, the best guy in yeah. the card and the best storyline. Can we just make this this whole podcast just reflecting on how amazing CM Punk is? <laughs> I'd be, I'd, yeah, I'd let's, just, let's just do a podcast. Like, every podcast is a week of his title reign. <laughs> yeah, each week. We discuss what happened. Brilliant, I love that. There's, um, yeah. Right, sorry. I'll, uh, so my name's Fergus uh, Adderley. Um, and basically sort of my inspirations for wrestling came from uh, I didn't actually get into it like most people I'm sure that everyone at home you guys probably got into it um, when you were young I didn't really get into it fully till I was like 15, 16 when um, it was a WWE UK tournament right which was like even then that was the first big WWE sort of show I watched I'd heard of it but I was never a super fan Um, and I found out that quite a few of the participants, so Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, um, I know Dan Maloney was in it as well. Um, they all sort I of think grew up really close to me. Was in and it. to see people like the same age as me go on to do something. Uh, Trent Seven as well. Oh my gosh, I love Trent I so much. Joseph Connors was there as well. Yeah, um, Sam Gradwell. Um, the list goes on, but like they were the sort of people who I figured if they're from the UK, like you always think WWE, it's like these big American stars, but no, like these indie wrestlers had their shot on this UK tournament. And Tyler Bate was like 19 when he won it. And um, like, I was sitting there like 15, 16. I know my brother was 19. I'm like, Sam, you can do this. So like seeing these people from where I'm from achieve this in the tournament, like I was like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to get into this. So then I just like started going along to training. Um, and I started going along to training sessions um, and then I did that for a few years and then I stopped. And then last year I got back into it and I've done it for a whole year since. So I've been resting now for about, like, it's been a year since my uh, training debut, let's say. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of like what got me into wrestling. Um, and sort of like my inspiration, sort of like um, Sammy Guevara, I absolutely love the guy. He's sort of like oh, the gimmick great. that I want to follow. Um, Cody Rhodes as well. I loved him growing up. Um, I used to be a huge fan of Sami Zayn, um, but right now like, I don't know what's happening with that geese. So it's a bit disappointing what what's happened there. But I'm gonna have to say favorite wrestler is John Cena. Um, um, that's that's fair the bottom shout, line. Fair that's fair. Um, so yeah, I've never so, understood the hate for John Cena. No, neither. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, get, I don't it. get it. Never understood it. I understand. I get that you didn't want to see him pushed as the top guy, but he put on yeah. the best matches like every show he was on. Yeah. Yeah, easily like he. I don't see, like, I understand rooting for the other guy, you know, but, like, I don't understand the hate for him. Like, he he always put on top-tier matches, you know. He was always in the band, he was yeah. always doing stuff. Anyway, yeah, boys. The only thing I didn't get was when he got the you-can't-wrestle chance. That never made sense to me. Yeah. yeah that he, he was, like, he was literally one of the top workers in the company as well. He, he just yeah, got lucky. That phase where he was... That phase where he was doing the open challenge for the US title was that so was like, good time. That was, in oh, my opinion, so his best ever title reign. It was just he so was good. so good. Anyway, boys, I want to sort of get on to what's happening in today's show. So, um, Go on. right, so I thought that we'd open with something that's happening 
at the moment, which is obviously money in the bank because WWE are spicing that up. Um, and then I want to know how you boys are going to book it, um, as well as sort of like the cinematic style companies are approaching, the impact that at the moment of the independent scene, because I feel like that is something that needs a lot more exposure, sort of the indie scenes, the empty arena matches, um, and then sort of like future stars of, of, of the wrestling industry. And then we're going to finally finish off the show with the first ever TNA Impact review. So, oh, yes. Money in the Bank, Tom, do you want to run us down with what's happening at the moment with Money in the Bank? Because I'm sure everyone uh, is well, as confused as us. Money in the Bank this year, Money in the Bank this year is very different because they're filming it at the corporate headquarters for Money in the Bank and the matches, the Money in the Bank matches themselves are going to start at the bottom of the building and they work their way to the roof where the ring is, where the, ladder is, where the ladders are, where the briefcase is hanging, etc, etc. I think it's a very interesting way to do it and I'm you know, I had my doubts going into the Boneyard match and whatnot, and that blew me away. So I reckon, you know, I, I've, I have, I, I'm keeping an open mind with this. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, but right now, the card for Money in the Bank itself is also looking pretty all right. I mean, you've got Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. You have the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, where so far the confirmed participants are Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black... And Apollo Crews was confirmed, but he's been taken out of it now. See, and I'm also a, King Corbin is in it. See, I'm a bit confused about what's happened, this thing with Apollo, because obviously last night, well, we're filming this on, is it Wednesday today? Yeah. Yes, Wednesday. Yeah, so on, on Raw on Monday, like, they had this match, and then they had the big six-man tag, which is brilliant. I'm loving what the sort of luchas, sort of theory... Uh, Gaza and Andrade are doing at the moment with that and with Selena Vega that is beautiful but I'm just confused why all of a sudden they put Cruz in the match and then take him out um, yeah that was a bit I, weird I feel like I feel like maybe they put Cruz in because you know I don't know how many people are actually coming to TV nowadays with like the yeah. corona stuff so maybe he's yeah. one of the few that they thought yeah we can put him in and then he was never he, maybe he was never planned to be in the match but <laughs> Well, do you boys storyline purpose? Do you guys remember when uh, it was Money in the Bank when Damien Sandow or Mizdow won, right? And Dean Ambrose, I think, was in the match, and it was when the Shield were together. So the Shield came in halfway through the match and tried to eliminate everyone, but then the Shield got taken out, and Damien Mizdow won and won Money in the Bank. So I'm wondering. Pretty sure he was Sandow at the time, not Mizdow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Sandow, I think. So I'm just wondering. Brilliant. I'm just wondering if they are going to do something like that where they they have all because it's a WWE headquarters, so literally anything can happen. Um, yeah. So I'm just wondering: Are they going to have like Selena Vega involved? Um, are they also going to have um, like are the last three participants going to be all of this new lucha band? Because that would be fucking amazing. Well, I would love the, that. The, the last well we we have four people at the moment and then there's going to be one more on smackdown which is either otis or ziggler and then there's going to be the replacement there's going to be the replacement for Cruz. so unless the replacement for Cruz is like a member of that stable i don't see them getting involved i have a person in mind who i'd like to see be the replacement but we'll talk about that when we get to like the fantasy booking yeah. stage but just to continue running down the card uh braun Strowman versus bray wyatt for the universal title which I think can be a very interesting match given their past. And you have Bailey versus Tamina for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is so random. Yeah. Tamina's I don't, I don't get that. I don't, I don't get know that. where that happened. I think it's nice to see someone different in. Uh, it is just again out of nowhere. Uh, and then yeah. for the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, the confirmed participants are Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Asuka, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans. And it will be either Carmella or Mandy Rose who will qualify <gasps> this Friday on SmackDown. Interesting. So that match is looking pretty good as well. Yeah. Hmm. I think um, there's many possibilities for who can win that. I think that's the most unpredictable match on the card. Yeah. Because no one yeah. really, like no one knows what's happening at all. Yeah. Like, are they having both matches at the same time? That's the big question. Oh my god, I can imagine that. Oh, that would be yeah, carnage. Because our, during Raw, didn't they have both? Both briefcases in the air yeah. at the same time. Yeah, but I think they do. They do that anyway. They've done that past year. I, I doubt they'll be at the same time. The yeah, matches, that would I would be like to see that. 
Oh, we funny as hell saying Asuka like beating up Mysterio. <laughs> like that would be amazing to watch. <laughs> I, I'd um, good funny to see that. Honestly, what are we thinking then about the cinematic sort of element? Like, it's interesting. Well, like, it's, obviously, at Mania we saw the best be match. Cinematic about... or not, really? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if the like WWE they're definitely going for more cinematic. But as for the Money yeah. in the Bank matches. I think we're looking more, not necessarily cinematic, more at like the backstage stuff, the way we saw in the Edge and Orton match at Mania, yeah, where that's it was what just a tour of the performance center. I imagine this, these Money the Bank matches are just going to be a tour of the WWE yeah. headquarters. Yeah, which it's is still, similar. It's still good, don't get me wrong. What's interesting about this match is that, uh, you know, DDT, the Japanese promotion... Yes, yeah. oh, I love DDT I love so much. They've actually done something very similar to this like a couple of years ago where they had, there's a guy in there called Dino, I believe. I don't know, I, I heard about yes. this in the podcast I listened yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, Dino. And basically Dino, he, yeah. he was trying to go up to the top of a corporate building. But like, it's a company that owns DDT. He was trying to get to the top of there and his goal was to kiss the president of that company. Yeah, because God. basically what? DDT is, uh, not D- uh, Dino is this big, um, literally big gay character um, yeah. in DDT and he just takes the absolute piss like DDT if if no one has seen or heard of DDT before fucking watch it like the story yeah, I just got um, DDT Universe like a week ago so I had to give a watch to some of the shows on there because it's it's, it's so funny it's so funny and they did I remember watching um, The Wrestlers which was that series that Bold Guy did on TV oh, yeah. can't yeah, remember his name and he did like Japan's craziest promotion and there was literally like this giant match to see who would be running the company and Dino was in it versus the current owner. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you who won, but it's fucking worth a watch. It's so funny, it's brilliant. But just to go back to what I was saying, they did the match where it was like they were going up floor by floor in the corporate headquarters in DDT. It was like a two hour long show, the entire it was this match was the entire show. And then going <laughs> up they, they started off at like the bottom floor where a guy confronted them. It was like a one versus four match. So he points to security guards. They take off their clothes, and it turns out to be other wrestlers. Oh my gosh, that's and brilliant! So they're like they're like fighting. They're like fighting outside, and just random people like walking past because it's just a work day. <laughs> and they're like, "What the hell's going on here?" They go to the second floor. It's like an office building, loads of computers. They're walking around, and as they're walking around the office building, it's just loads of people in suits, people working. It pans past a couple of computers. There's two people in wrestling gear just typing away. Like, trying to blend in. <laughs> Obviously, they notice, they fight, they win. There's one yeah. point in the match where they go to like an arcade floor, and one guy comes out, and one there's two guys that come out, and one of them is Bull James, who was Bull Dempsey in NXT oh, like years ago, oh which was such a random thing to see. I'm not going to spoil the whole match, but it's a crazy watch. Like, I'll yeah. give you guys a video where the podcast brilliant. I watch, he talks over it. it. It's a really good watch, it's hilarious. Um, I so hope, yeah, I do Sorry, hope that try. like they do try and do stuff like that in this match. Yeah. Like, it's you just know that they're gonna have so many like random yeah, corporate some comedy, people just like, in suits. Own it, own yeah, just in the suits. Who for match, some reason, yeah, who for some reason like don't know that there's a money the bank match going on. So they're just doing their work, and suddenly <laughs> like all the wrestlers come in and they're like. What's hey, happening? what you doing in my office? Get yeah. out of my office. You're fired. Like, There'll definitely be a cameo from like, someone. Yeah, oh, yeah 100%. Definitely. Imagine AEW uh, did this match. They would have Orange Cassidy like, make a cameo in every single room, oh. like, in the toilets, in the offices. Like, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. The elevator. So, uh, Sean, what do you think about like the cinematic element WWE have gone with? And, like, yeah, uh, like, do, we, do you I think, think I, they're going to... I like it. I do like it. I think yeah. it's. I think it's a good direction that they're going in. I wasn't sure. Like I remember at Mania, whenever we see, you know, whenever the the, the Boneyard match, when we see like Taker and an AJ coming up to this graveyard, I remember thinking, I don't know how this is gonna work. And yeah. Before yeah. Mania, like for weeks before Mania, I was thinking like, oh, I think Taker's done. I don't think this match is gonna be any good. I think he's past yeah. it. And then this match, and I was like, okay, I am wrong. Yeah. I am I am so wrong on that. That's brilliant. fine. But it no. was nowhere near as good as John Cena oh, no. versus The Fiend. That no, gave no. me chills. That gave me chills. 
But was, yes, so it, there wasn't I loads of good I, I wrestling. That one probably. I think I preferred that. Oh yeah, like I there was the no board, wrestling, but it doesn't matter. Like it oh, was just my so. God. It's so literally good. giving me goosebumps now just talking about it. But like, I want to like come scenes. on to. Sorry, you go. Oh, like finished? there were some scenes in that match, and yeah. I was like, "What the hell? They did not just do that." <laughs> like yeah. really. I, I, I just want to move on to like in the UK scene. Um, have you guys heard of Riptide? Riptide Wrestling. Yeah, I have. Yes. I, think I think it's Riptide. Yeah, it's Riptide. Yeah, Riptide, they yeah. have this massive cinematic approach to the way they film that not a lot of un- other independent independent companies go for. So it's just the way it's shot. They have like, they don't really have like a sort of like a hard cam. They have like two people roaming and yeah. it's the way it's also edited that makes it look like you're watching a movie in a way. And they've, they're like the one company who people need to check out because they've, they've nailed that approach so well. Um, and they have one of the best, like one of my favorite matches. Um, it was Keith Lee, Matt Riddle and uh, Jimmy Havoc. They all they all did like this this big triple threat table match, which was I so match good. Because of one spot that happened in the match, which you could get onto when you. <laughs> yeah, um, but like it's 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 mad to think that Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Jimmy Havoc are all working for huge companies now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, I just think like Riptide have nailed that uh, that sort of style. Um, really well. So definitely check Riptide out for sure. I definitely do need to watch them. I know a lot of like stars, like who are now like people who are really big stars, like have done matches there. So I definitely need to check them out. Yeah, me too. They, 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 they do seem to have a good path where to the bigger companies for whatever yeah. reason. They yeah. Seem um, to get... yeah so, sorry, how? I'm. I'm good. Like we'll move on to sort of the indie stuff in, in a little bit. Um, but how 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 are you boys? Like, if if you were the creative team, right? How would you boys be booking Money in the Bank? That's that's what I want to know. How would you, how would you have built the match, and then what's happening after that? So obviously we've got two remaining participants, but sort of like base it off the four who are there in the moment. Um, what would you do? What are we thinking? Um. Uh, before wait, hold on a second, Tom. Before we go on, yeah, go ahead. This, this, uh, we should. This, I just got a notification that this Zoom call is going to end in ten minutes. Is it? Oh, no, it I does. That. It, extends. it extends. It extends. Does it extend? Yeah, yeah sure. I always get notifications saying the call has been extended. All oh, right. Okay. Sorry. We can cut that bit out. Right. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Uh, but for the men's money in the back match, I'd have Ziggler win the match as Otis to qualify. Um, and then Otis and stuff can get involved in the match. Uh, yeah, but for the yeah. guy replacing Apollo Crews, uh, I have one name in mind, and that's Kevin Owens. Oh, shoot. Ooh, that's a good And one. I think I would that's have good. Owens go on to win that match, most likely. Because I think he is yeah. a very, he could make that briefcase so entertaining. And yes, he needs a good, yeah. solid world title run. Like, he deserves it. He has been, his, him and Rodden's match at Mania was awesome. Yeah, brilliant. yeah. Then this would be a good. Yeah. This would be a good next step. Uh, I think for the women's money the bank ladder match, um, I'd have probably Mandy qualify since I've had Ziggler qualify the other. I have Mandy qualify, so it kind of evened it out. Yeah, uh, and then obviously people can get involved in that and whatnot. But I would have Asuka win this one because I think she could be so entertaining with the briefcase, just dancing around with oh. it. Screaming yeah. at the monitor backstage, like she's she's been so funny as of late. <laughs> yeah, she's quite funny. I think she's killed it as of late. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. Honestly, I'll just have Bray win and just even though this whole thing has been a debacle where he lost to Goldberg, Goldberg lost to Braun. Just have Bray yeah. win the back and we pretend that never happened because I do not want exactly. to see Braun just... as champion. See, that's the thing, right? I I would probably like that too. I'd I'd rather Bray. I don't think Bray should have lost the Goldberg at all. Yeah, but, no, definitely not. But you gotta think, if if Roman Reigns was meant to be in the match at Mania against Goldberg, you mm-hmm. gotta imagine that he's owed a title shot when he he's not injured. He just he just dropped it. Yeah, because he's got to. He's he got to. Risk yeah. It. 
yeah so like he can come back whenever he wants and i'd imagine that when he does come back they're gonna want to put him in the match and they're gonna want to give him that universal title yeah you know so i don't i don't imagine them say taking it off bray to give to goldberg to take it off him to give it to braun to take it off him to give it back to bray to take it off and to give it to uh, roman you know what i mean yeah yeah, like but then Roman the feed... Strowman again, but who oh, knows when yes. Roman's going to return? Because the whole reason he's gone is because of his leukemia. Yeah, because, because of the coronavirus. He want to risk like, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a big risk. So who knows when he'll be back? Honestly, just have yeah. Liv Morgan beat Braun Strowman. All right, that's my new plan. <laughs> that's it. Liv, okay, yeah, that's my new plan default. is Liv Morgan's inserted into the match, and she defeats Braun Strowman in thirty seconds. Anyway, Brilliant. Drew McIntyre versus <laughs> Seth Rollins. Um, I'll have Drew retain, uh, but I'll have it be a very competitive match because I feel like these two yeah. have just a really fun match. Uh, Rollins has Rollins as a heel is brilliant. Like he's starting to turn like a bit psycho with his whole Messiah gimmick, and I really like it. Yeah, definitely. So he's cool. doing it really well. Uh, Bailey versus Tamina. Bailey retains. Like, there's no explanation. Yeah. Bailey and Sasha need to just have their feud already. Like, it's so. Like how long have we been doing this with Bailey and Sasha being friends? Yeah. It's been so long, and there yeah, was that I'm time. Surprised. I it thought teased. it was imploding. There yeah. was that time, like twenty eighteen, when it was teased that they'd break up, but they just got back together and won like the women's tag titles. It's 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 exhausting. Like I just want to see the feud already. Like, but yeah, that's how I'd. Yeah. It. I don't know what other matches would be added, but yeah. Sure. Um, what, what are you thinking then? Who would you whack the briefcase on? Uh, for. For the men's, I, I probably, I, I think I'm gonna go Alistair Black. Yes. I yeah. like him because they've they seem to have been pushing him for a while. I think I think I heard on Raw like last week or something, something saying that like he hasn't lost a singles match in like six months or something. Like yeah, that. but that's because he's been put up against generic star number like four. Father, that's yeah, the only that's reason. Oh, <laughs> he's he's beating like so many local jobbers true. like. Yeah, true. That but, but don't get like. I think that just he, shows that like, even though it is just against like mid card competitors, I think it does show that they are trying to push him, and I think, mm-hmm. I think, and he has had wins against the big stars. Like he beat AJ yeah. at the chamber. Yeah. He beat Cesaro at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's definitely. Good. Like he has been doing good things. I just think, like I don't know. I just think like he'd be a good fit for the for the briefcase I don't know like I think I would rather him get the briefcase now than him getting like a US title or something you know what I mean yeah I I'm not being brief- funny but if good. you gave someone as huge as Alistair Black a title which is like the US title don't get me wrong it's a lovely title and yeah. but someone someone with that talent will just get washed away like yeah. like so easily and he's he's talent we don't want to see wasted Again, we don't want any more wasted talent. So sorry, sorry, exactly. boys. <laughs> exactly. So I think they sh- I think, I think they're going to give it to. Him. Well, I don't know if they will, but I'd like to see him get it. Uh, as for the women's, I just, I just can't get past the idea that Shayna Baszler is going to win it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't think they're done with Shayna. And I don't think Shane is done with Becky. I'm not done with you, Becky. Like they put they 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 put in so much effort to make her this like destroyer who just runs through the entire women's roster just to get to Becky, just to lose to a roll up at Mania. Yeah. Like I don't think that's it. I think they still want to give her the briefcase, and she's just gonna. In a couple of months' time, Becky's just gonna have another grueling routine, and then Shayna's gonna come in. Shayna I'm could cash bored in. of it. If Shayna wins, Shayna could cash in on the same night. She nah, they they, they would do that again. No, no, not because so Becky every, did that. Every no. woman's money in the bank yeah. has been the same night. Bailey and Alexa both cash in on the same night. Carmella, True. I know Carmella, oh, Carmella did it obviously, but the past two years yeah. they've done it, so they can't repeat that spot. I yeah. just don't get why Liv Morgan is not in this match. I don't. <laughs> I don't. It, she's it is the perfect. It is she is someone who... She's so interesting right now. There's so many directions they can go with her. Yeah. 
She's been killing it as of late. She has, and yeah. She's someone like, new. Recently, she's someone new. Like that's it. Recently, she's got so much sort of spark against Ruby Bright and her her finisher, which is like the springboard assisted fart liner, out of nowhere, is absolutely amazing. And I'm thinking, like, imagine her doing something like that from like a flatliner springboard flatliner off off the ladder or something. Yes, that would be such a beautiful definitely. spot or something like that. Anyway, on the topic of Liv Morgan, though, like, if we run through her career, like, really quickly, she started out in NXT where, you know, she was, she had, like, she was in the title picture here and there, but she wasn't, she didn't do much. Uh, She got called up out of nowhere to the main roster with the Riot Squad, where she was pretty much the side piece of the Riot Squad, often taking pinfalls and kind of being the jobber of the group. And then she became the single, she was a singles wrestler on SmackDown, where she had one match the entire time she was there. Um, then now she went to Raw with the Lashley and Lana storyline, and now that's over. She's actually a singles wrestler, like properly. Despite everything she's gone through in her career, not being used, being used as a jobber, being put in awful storylines, she's still so popular. Yeah. Which just to me, like, Definitely. really speaks volumes about her. I think. Definitely. She's got like her in-ring ability, like it, it's, it's a lot better than it was when she started. And I don't think she's it been given the opportunity so much. She's not been given the opportunity to prove that um, to, yeah. to anyone so far. So yeah, it'll be sort of like interesting to see um, what they do do with her in the future if they do anything at least. Um, I just think she's so perfect, money in the bank. Like, I don't know how. I don't see up. why. Who was it that beat her to get into the, the, the match? Yeah, Asuka beat her uh, like, that was, that yeah. media. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't complain about that. Really, yeah, um, I mean, again, I, I have no problem with Asuka being in it. I just, you could have had both, you know? I yeah, just don't yeah, see, yeah. Well, like, no, no, him, Liv like, didn't even get a qualifying point. match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, she didn't even get the chance to qualify, which makes Jeez. no sense, because she, she won a match at WrestleMania. Surely that should earn something. Yeah, that should be yeah. it right away. Assuming I don't see not. why you yeah. then need to beat Asuka again the next night. It's, yeah. it's um, weird, I don't see why. That match was really good though, Liv and Asuka. It was a good match, don't get me wrong, and yeah, again, I'm good. fine with Asuka being in the match. I just... Yeah. It, again, as you're right, she's been doing so well, and the money the bank is just a perfect opportunity for her. Even if you don't want her to win it, I think it's a great if she does win it, if she were to win it, but it is still a great chance just to be in that match, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so um, back to the booking, sort of fantasy booking. What I'd sort of do is, I feel like you guys are going to, aren't going to agree with me here, but I think we need to give Rey Mysterio one last title shot, one last run as a champion, because it's a way okay. to, br- it's a way to reminisce yourself of, of the younger days. And, and I feel like they're only putting a lucha in a Money in the Bank match because they can do some stupid spots. But Rey Mysterio, he is one of the best in the business. Like he's a legend. Like I'm. Yeah, he is. I don't know. I don't know how. I'm. I, I'm not sure how old he is at the moment. However, Rey, I would love to see an underdog story once again. I, I don't know. I feel like that. That's something that I would love to see. So yes, maybe give if, if the Fiend has a title. I, w- I would love to see him go after... I don't think he should go after Drew or Rollins. I think he should go after Braun or Bray because Braun versus Ray, the monster the monster versus the underdog, David versus Goliath, and then The Fiend could do some insane storytelling with Ray. In my universe, he'd be going after Liv Morgan because in my universe, Liv Morgan won the title. <laughs> So we're going to see Liv Morgan for the universe title. I love that. I love that. <laughs> to be fair, Ferg, one thing I just realised about if they did get Mysterio to win and if he did go after Bray, how cool would it be if Bray started bringing up like Dominic or something? Bray oh, could do that. In the and we have the fight for justice again. This is the stuff we he the brought up against C- Cena. Custody of Dominic match part two. <laughs> <laughs> Rey Mysterio versus Liv Morgan. <laughs> yeah, I know. For I think that'd be great. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'd love to see something like that. And I would like like to see Rey get one more, uh, one more moment. Because I feel like 
I don't know, Ray's been weird the past few years because obviously he's been in and out of the company, you know what I mean? He's not really been much of a stable. He's been, you know, he's yeah. been in, he's been out, he's not been in title pictures, you know. But, and it would be great to see him get one last shot, but I just don't think we're going to see it. I don't I don't think it's happening, but as I said, it's fantasy booking, yeah, fantasy, anything can it's, happen. It's, yeah. It would be great. It'll be great. We decide what happens. And then for the women... Yeah. Um, I would love to see Lacey Evans have one more run. Like she was not SmackDown's Women's Champion for a long enough time. It, yeah, it was SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? No, she never won the title. Did she not? No, she feuded with Be- uh, with uh, Becky. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see Lacey Evans have another sort of title run because she would be such like she can have this whole she's the empowerment of a woman so therefore she's the empowerment of a champion sort of thing that she could go for because she's the classy sassy southern bell um she could like be like i'm the i'm the model woman and i'm your model champion sort of thing um i don't i don't think she'd do anything fancy with the belt but i just think uh with the briefcase sorry but i think as a champion she could do quite a lot to it and I think she's she's brilliant. She's amazing. She's sure, underrated. She's still a heel. I feel like she could be great with the briefcase, but I'm just not behind her as a babyface. Like I think her as a heel is perfect. Like calling yeah, her as a heel is definitely better. You know, like, like everything you just said like for the lady. Yeah, of it being like I'm the model woman that works so much better as a heel. You know what I mean? Yeah. She would be a good champion to have as a heel, I guess. But it's it's been it's been very interesting to see sort of the uh, impact that the you-know-who has sort of had on the business, especially the indie scenes. Like, WWE have been able to to work around it and class itself as an essential business um, yeah. and still produce stuff, which is fair enough because you can't suddenly get rid of the longest episodic running television show in history and Monday Night Raw. Um, but they've adapted really well to the empty arena matches. Like, not a lot of people are fans of it, but it's brought out some new characters, which has been really interesting. Um, and obviously, I feel like WWE have had so much more engagement because of the empty arena matches. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Uh, I think they have, yeah, they have done pretty much as well as they maybe can do with what yeah. they've got. I think that, like, it has showed some, it's given them the opportunity to do some pretty good stuff. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think yeah, with the. Sorry. Sorry, continue. No, I was going to say just about the um, the indie scene. Like before this was happening, I think some of the youngest or hottest stars were making a name for themselves really well, and it felt like it was going up and up and up. I know that myself, when I've been working with Hassan on the influence brand, um, we've made some absolutely insane progress because we debuted this whole influence YouTube sort of thing, and we were doing really well. Like everyone enjoyed the first sort of match we had and then we're creating content and then all of a sudden, boom, the situation happens and and I think our our concern was that we're going to come back from this. Nobody's going to know who we are and I think that's something that a lot of young wrestlers young wrestlers can feel like they've they've done really well for themselves and then they've been training, getting on a grind and then all of a sudden it, it comes to a stop and for a lot of wrestlers this has been their day job and let's just take Spud, like rock star Spud, Drake Maverick, for example. He's from, he's from my ends, and he put out a very emotional sort of post on Twitter. And as he said, this is it's no longer like a dream. It, it's his life. It's his business. And you're working freelance, so you can't get this whole eighty percent, eighty percent pay pay for this because, you know what I mean? It, it's sort of a massive shock to to the indie scene about what has happened with this. And I think it's something that after this is over, I think a lot more people need to get get more engagement with and, and sort of give them a lot more exposure. Um, because, because like the people I've seen live are fucking talented. These are some of the best people in the country and they will grow up to be, I have no doubt, but some are AWWE's hottest stars in the world. I'm, I, I shit you not, boys. <laughs> yeah, oh, like NXT... Nowadays, it's just it's an indie fed. Yeah. Like, yeah. WWE nowadays has barely any homegrown stars. Like exactly. The only think of on their main roster is like Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliss. Like, those are people I can only really think of. Even guys like 
McIntyre and stuff, who started out, I think he started out in the WWE. Yeah. Long, like the developmental. Even he it, yeah. had to leave WWE to become a star again. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that something yeah. that is going to shock you, I saw on Twitter. Um, so big shout out to um, Colin, who's uh, he, he's one of the best ring announcers, the man from the Midlands, Colin. Um, he is brilliant, right? He's one of my favorite ring announcers. Oh, he's brilliant. Anyway, so um, I found this post that he put quite a while ago. Um, give me two seconds, boys. And it was basically just a... Um, it was a show from 2008, right? To, uh, and it was an attendance of 200 people. Okay, and I'm going to read you the match card. This was in Wolverhampton, West Midlands. A lot of people don't know where Wolverhampton is. Sean's from Ireland. He probably has no clue where that is. Uh, other than I Wolverhampton. Do, okay. okay, sorry. Um, 200, atten- 200 attendants at Wolfram Hall. Okay, so uh, first match was a tag team match. Delirious and El Generico versus Hubba Bubba Lucha, which was Bubblegum and El Ligero. So obviously El Generico. El Generico, of course. Sammy Zayn. Okay. The next match was El Generico, by the way. Uh, trust me, trust me, it was in, he was insane. And then the next match, Eddie Edwards defeats Roderick Strong. Oh, Roddy Strong. Strong. 200 attendants, Roddy Strong was there, right? Then we got Nigel yeah, McGee. Eddie Edwards. Eddie exactly. Edwards as well, um, former TNA world champion. Yeah. Uh, world tag team champion as the Wolves and current impact wrestler as well. Yeah, and then we got Doug Williams and Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness is oh, obviously Doug Williams. Yeah, trust me. This is this yeah. is reminiscing you. I was seeing like loads of TNA guys that I like. I mean, Doug Williams and Nigel McGuinness were both in TNA. Yeah. Uh, Doug Williams was like former X Division champion, tag champion, and Nigel McGuinness, in my eyes, was one of the most misused TNA wrestlers. Yeah. Like, he had some great matches with the Kurt Angle there. And then uh, they went up against the Briscoes, which was Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe. Um, and then there was a this huge... This next match, oh my God. Okay, so we've got Davey Richards, uh, Joel Redman, Kenny Omega, and <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. in a fatal four-way match. Kenny Omega is one of the best in the world right now, and he wrestled oh, yeah, in front of 100%. 200 people Definitely. in 2008 in Wolverhampton. That, that's like 20 minutes from me. That is, that is insane. That is- and Zack Zach Sabre Jr. would have just been getting hot at that age, 2008. That's that's uh, twelve David years Richards, ago. I was saying about Eddie Edwards before. Uh, David Richards was Eddie Edwards' tag partner. They were the Wolves, one of the TNA's best teams of all time. Um, and then we've got Bad Bones uh, versus Fumtack Jack and Tommy End. That's Alistair Black, isn't it? Tommy End. Is it? No way. Tommy End's Alistair Black. I'm very sure. I mean, it sounds familiar it. because Google he's that. he's only Tommy from. Tommy End is <gasps> Alistair Black. Yeah, it is. I'm just googling it. Tommy End was Alistair Black. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's mad. That is that has been all just and then yeah. I think this final match right, Austin Aries, oh Brian gosh. Danielson, Jesus. versus Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, like Seth Rollins. That is... this whole card right in two thousand and eight is called Independence Day, um, that. That's just mad that's, to think that. That's literally that's just who'll be that's the top unreal. guys in the world in ten years. So you don't. You I mean, you've got like the top guy in WWE. You got the top guy in AEW. You got like Austin Aries was a top guy in TNA. It's like yeah. Like if you look at that card, are... how many world titles are in that card? Too many. Oh, too many. Too many. Two hundred people in Wolves. I just Edward Saber Junior Omega. Do you Aries, not just think Danielson, it's mad to, f- all, all champs. to think that the amount of people watching them now and only 200 people got to see these awesome matches live. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, a company called Fight Club Pro. So they put on a match, which was them, yeah. the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus British Strong Style. Did you guys know that match Ooh. happened? Did you know that happened? Um, I think I've seen Pete Dunne tweet about it before, like photos of it, but I've never actually like, watched it. I don't know when it happened. It's mad that these people don't get enough exposure for these awesome matches. Like, that would be a fucking awesome match. Like, yeah, it would be. And that was in 2017. That was like three years ago now. And I just think 
that um, a lot more promotion needs to be put into indie indie companies for for young talent because I know that that's not young talent then, but it's still such a huge match and. Yeah, I, I just think that's a match that I can't believe I didn't get to see live. <laughs> if you were lucky to see that match live, then you're you're blessed by Jesus. I mean, we're talking about like indie wrestlers who went to big promotions. Like you worked with um, Focus. You've been in like, the same company as Shug D, weren't you? Um, I wasn't like so he, the, like the main roster um, for Cami. He um, they, he's been booked a lot of times. And yeah. Shug D, he's he's like he's on AEW now. How mad is that? Yeah, he was in AEW. I don't know if he's officially signed there, but he's had a few matches there. Yeah, and as well as um, Shanna, Shanna um, fought um, quite a few matches in Kamikaze Pro, and she was like, I'm pretty sure she was the first ever fighting females champion at Kamikaze Pro, and Shanna is now on AEW. So the oh, yeah, young Shanna, talent, Shanna's brilliant. And the young talent in my ends, my ends fam, yeah, these guys are going places. <laughs> I, I'm, I kid you not. And I, I'm so, f- I think every indie wrestler is thankful for a company like AEW. They've come along, they're competing with the WWE. They're giving you more sort of control over yourself, um, which is which is awesome, which is so awesome for British wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, for a long time. Uh, wrestlers, their dream and final destination was to get to WWE, and that was the ultimate goal. Yeah. But nowadays, with AEW and the fact that WWE has like gotten worse, like with how stacked their roster is, and how like if you yeah. were signed there, you wouldn't be used. Yeah. The AEWs came in as like it's like a new goal for people. Yeah, and, 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 and WWE don't have a monopoly on the on the industry anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like you know, whereas before it was like you can go to WWE. Or you can go to a failing TNA, or you can go to Japan. But like yeah, now, it's yeah. like you can go to, or uh, you can go to WWE, or you can go to an equally like, not as big, but like another very big company in AEW. Yeah, and I think they are gonna yeah. offer you something very, very different, and you have the money. I think that the top, sorry. I think that the top promotions as well, like. I've I've got a few written down here, so like Future Shock up in Manchester, Riptide, Rev Pro, Progress Wrestling, Kamikaze Pro, Fight Club Pro. These are some of the top companies, and and I've I've spoke to a few people, and um, one of like someone who's got tremendous talent, Chantel Jordan. She she had a match which went absolutely viral against Joey Janela, and it was a false count anywhere. When I told Tom this for the first time, right, that she fought Joey yeah. Janela, Tom lost his shit, man. <laughs> oh, Joey, Joey's brilliant. I mean, he's uh, he's always been a guy who I think he can work with like anyone, like any opponent. He can make a good match out of. I mean, yeah. he had matches like in the past with. I'm trying to think of matches he had. I know he had one with um Sadie Gibbs at Southside once, which I really enjoyed. I yeah. watched that. And I, I, and I just in general, I think he had one with her Hangman Page at All In a couple of years ago, like a street fight. Yeah, it was a really fun match. That overall, he's just yeah, he can work with like any match environment and any opponent. He's great with. But I was I doing it. I was doing an interview with her, and um, I remember that she mentioned. I was like, so, what's next for the future for you then? Do you like aspire to be in something like WWE, AW? And she was like, AW all the way. And I was like, why is that? And she goes, Damn. I don't know. It's just so open and it's something new and it's something fresh. But she, she, it's exciting. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which which I think is is amazing because NXT UK, right? WWE, WWE are basically just. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slag them off because they're beautiful and they produce some quality stuff and and hopefully they'll uh, get some some income here. Um, but they sort of like are trying to limit indie stars from sort of go into places Um, but I don't honestly I don't think NXT UK is going to last much longer Um, but because it's it's had some brilliant matches and Walter is a brilliant champion but I just don't think there's good engagement we just need something some something fresh we it would be amazing to see more indie stuff televised Matt like that would be so good but Anyway, well, that, that's something for the future, so isn't it? Many, there's so many options for wrestling. Like, I mean, yeah. so many companies have like TV deals. I mean, Ring of Honor is on TV. Ring of Honor has got a UK TV deal. 
Oh man, that's yeah. sick. They're on the Fight cool, Network, actually. I think. Uh, I know MLW has a TV yeah. deal. Uh, Impact, obviously. And there's just a lot more stuff happening on TV for wrestling nowadays. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I'm very excited to see what is going to happen uh, after after the situation. And I during it as well. Like, I, do, I do just want to say, like, I, I do hope all the wrestlers like you are keeping, keeping well, staying fit, because I'm being very lazy, but like financially wise I do hope everyone is alright and once this is over we're going to have some of the best fucking bookings of all time I'll tell you that now boys <laughs> hell yeah anyway um do you want to wrap things up with the TNA review yeah sorry I've been rambling on for way too long now all good way all good but anyway um so we all watched the first ever TNA episode obviously me being a TNA YouTuber I think we want to do like a weekly TNA segment so that I can post to my channel, help promote the podcast, etc., yeah. etc. And this, um, so we we thought an interesting one to do would be to watch the first ever TNA episode. Um, this took place in 2004. It is live from Universal Studios uh, in the place that would future become known as the Impact Zone. Uh, Fox Sports Net is the TV channel it's broadcast on. This was a year before they got their Spike deal, which is the TV deal there. That's synonymous with and kind of became famous from. Uh, and up until this point, TNA had been broadcasting weekly pay-per-views for about two years. Uh, they're still doing that, but they finally had an actual TV deal. Uh, there, were, there was no knockouts division at this time. They were still partnered with the NWA, so they only they were using the NWA belts. Uh, but yeah, that's just about the backstory for this show, really. Um, Mad. Overall, what, just before we get into it, what would you say, like, how would you rate this show compared to, like, a modern-day show? To sure. Well, it's very, it's, it's obviously very hard because it was only, <clears throat> excuse me, it was only, what, 40, 45, 40, 50 minutes long, and, you know, yeah. wrestling shows these days, you expect them two hours That's or true, more. But I, th- I thought it was great. I, I thought it was very, I thought it was very good. I mean... For what it was, you know, oh, they're only two years in, and it was their first, their first weekly show. Um, I think it was very good for what it was. They had some, yeah. like right away, you could see some very interesting ideas that they still have to this day. And this you, is what I'll I was really onto. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent on here who, in the future, yeah. will go on to become great. Yeah, uh, like but anyway, a lot we of guys open with a like, six. We open with a six man tag. Team Canada are out first, and that is Petey Williams, Eric Young, and Bobby Roode. Eric Young, that's what Eric that's what he had, he had hair. He had hair yeah, in his. Blonde hair, yeah. <laughs> and they're against Team International, who's Amazing Red, Sanjay Dutt, and Hector Garza, who's part of that famous family, and he is the uncle of current WWE wrestlers Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Oh, are they related? No way. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Uh, but everyone, we started this match, lots of high-flying stuff, sentons from everyone, yeah. very fast-paced at times. Uh, Bobby Roode looks very different in this match, which is like yes, the first thing. he does, yeah. I noticed um, Sanjay Dutt at one point did like a flip into a Hurricane Rana. They got Don West on commentary going crazy. <laughs> uh, they all start hitting the finishes. Amazing Red hits the Code Red on Eric Young. Then Peter Williams hits Destroyer on Code on um, Amazing Red before it was the most overused move of all time. <laughs> and yeah, ultimately, Hector Garza hits Bobby Roode with a twisting moonsault to get the win for Team International. So this was a good match, this. I was quite surprised that they, uh, they gave the dub to the international team because knowing an American company, they love to yeah. be on top. And I'm very surprised that, that we have got a Scottish champion, actually, and it's not another American, because they love well, themselves. I think TNA were <laughs> good at this compared to WWE. Like, WWE loved just, you know, Americans sticking it to the foreigners, but yeah. TNA were always very good when it came to, like... <laughs> TNA were quite good when it came to, like, um, international wrestlers. Like, they used to do the World X Division Cup, and, like, did, you yeah. know, they had Japan winning it at the time. Yes, pretty sure yes. won it. You know, they were pretty good with that. That's so funny. Anyway, for our next match, we have Sharkboy, and he's against Abyss. So he is about to be destroyed, Sharkboy is. <laughs> he's about to die. These are two of my favorite TNA wrestlers here, uh, and Abyss has one of my t- favorite like TNA theme songs of all time. And like, This is when Abyss like wasn't talking at all. 
he was a silent monster, which <laughs> was a very interesting time. Obviously, as the years went on, he'd start talking, get more of a character. Uh, but yeah, Abyss dominates his match, gets the win with a black hole slam, which is a great move. And afterwards, a guy dressed as Popeye comes down. Oh, Abyss. that was this weird. Was so I had stupid. no idea what was going on there. But basically, it was a it was a plug for Universal Studios because there's like a Popeye ride and like area in there, which I've actually been to. Uh, it's pretty cool. I went there. I went like on the River Rapids ride. It's pretty fun. Um, I'm rambling, but the next match. Uh, well, first, of all, what do you guys think of Abyss and Shockboy in general? Abyss, Abyss is just so cool, man. I just love seeing yeah. him. He was just such yeah, a good great. monster. I love the fact that they. They didn't hesitate about a good old squash match. No, um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 he had, he did have like there, there was some hope, which is is always good to see, David versus Goliath. But Shark Boy, he, he's a novelty. He, he is an, he's one of them novelty sort of wrestlers. Yeah, he's a good guy. So, Shark Boy is probably like my favorite jobber of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. He went through a gimmick at one point where he just he was lava girl. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and it was like unbelievably over. Like you wouldn't, Brilliant. you wouldn't imagine how over he got from doing that. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Anyway, for the next match, we have James Storm and Chris Harris. This is for the NWA tag titles, by the way. America's Most Wanted: James Storm and Chris Harris challenging Kid Cash and Dallas. Dallas, you might know as Lance Archer in AEW today. Yep, I remember that. Yeah. I saw that actually. And they're the champions. James Storm, obviously, would go on to become uh, Beer Money with Bobby Roode, one of TNA's best tag teams. Oh, I love uh, He'd win the money. world title. Chris Harris was always the guy that, when you look at America's Most Wanted, many people thought Chris Harris would be the guy to become the star, but not at all. Uh, he went to WWE where he was Braden Walker, if you remember this. I don't. Knock, no. knock, who's there? Braden Walker, and I'm going to knock your brains out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a pretty embarrassing run for him that really killed his popularity. Uh, but yeah, uh, America's Most Wanted are a brilliant team. Probably the best in the company at the time. And uh, they win this match. Um, Harris rolls up cash to win the titles for America's yeah. Most Wanted. The one thing I did not like about the ending of that match was the roll-up. I think you should never, ever... Unless, unless it's something that makes sense, you should never win by a roll up in a mat in in a tag in a title match. Sorry, yeah. that that was the one yeah. thing that unless it was like a hell of a cool roll up. But no, I'm pretty sure it Tell was. Tell that to the twenty four seven title. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the title breeds. But yeah, overall that um the match was pretty good. I yeah, thought. it was cool to see Lance Archer. I didn't realize he was Dallas. Like. The second Dallas came out, I was like, he looks familiar, and it's Lance Archer, who is obviously brilliant. But yeah, America's Most Wanted get the win. They're going to have some great matches with the title. They were a brilliant tag team, like I said. Yeah, Next up, we off. have an appearance from Dusty Rhodes, and he's being interviewed by Mike Tenay. He hypes up TNA, puts them over. He starts dissing Jeff Jarrett, who had just won the world title at their last pay-per-view. Jarrett interrupts him. They start mouthing off. Jarrett beats up Dusty Rhodes, which cues R-Truth to come out and make the save. It's brilliant. That was Which was brilliant. awesome to see him. Uh, he was a star on TNA, R-Truth. He was a world champion there, uh, if you didn't know. He, uh, he tries to make the save, but Jarrett smashes him with a guitar, yes. which is a spot that I have always loved. Nothing in spells good, yeah. Yeah, you can't, can't see have R-Truth R-Truth just, like, getting them. Yes! I never, you know, I never realised, like, I've, I was never sort of a person who watched Impact or any TNA. I did not realise that R-Truth was actually, I've always watched WWE, like, when I've just seen on in the yeah. background, I've always seen R-Truth on, on WWE, and that, that's, that's mad, that's brilliant. Yeah, he was obviously, he was Ron the Truth Killings, uh, obviously yeah. being his real name. Yeah. Uh, so that's where R-Truth, the name came from. Yeah. But yeah, he was great in TNA, he had some really fun stuff going on there. And we next have an interview with Vince Russo. Yes, the real Vince Russo, who was working for Creative in TNA. He was an on-screen authority figure at this time as well. And he's hyping up the next match, which is a four-way normal contenders match for the X Division title. Uh, Three of the men have already been revealed, but the fourth man is a mystery. And the three men are already in the ring. 
It's Michael Shane, Chris Sabin, and primetime Elix Skipper. They're all awaiting the fourth man, and it is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Yes. Oh, yes. He is making his return to the X Division after wrestling in the world title scene. AJ was the first ever X Division champion, and he's going back to his roots. That was, yeah. that was, that was such a good match. I really enjoyed that one. It's a, it, it, it's mad. these men are very good. Yeah, um, it's... Michael Shane, I believe he spent like his whole career in TNA. Uh, but Chris Saban, he was a member of the Motor City Machine Guns with Alex Shelley, a great tag team. Uh, right. Saban was That's a multi-time X Division champion. And he was a world champion at one point, but he had a pretty awful reign. Uh, Elix Skipper, he wrestled in WCW a bit. And him and Christopher Daniels had a cage match with America's Most Wanted, the team we mentioned earlier, in an unreal match, which saw one of TNA's most famous high spots where Elix Skipper tightrope walks the top of a cage oh, no, and no, no. a hurricane rada on someone. Oh, I thought you were going to mention this spot. Was it with Christopher Daniels when he like lands vertically on his head? Do you that know was <laughs> Daniels and Suicide, yeah. In, oh, in my gosh. X. I, did, I thought you were... first. I literally thought you were going to mention it, and I was like, no, no, please don't. No, because like, I, Skipper, he basically tightrope walked the cage and hit a hurricane rana on Bobby Roode, who was sitting on like, oh. the top of the cage oh. into the ring. It was unreal. But yeah, not Danger. much to say about this match, other than it being really good. I mean, AJ in 2004 was unreal. Was brilliant. Yeah. Like, he would obviously go on to become TNA's biggest star, multi-time world champion, tag champion. Best TNA wrestler of all time, I'd say. And, and, and probably the best wrestler of all time. He was he was wrestler, he was voted a wrestler of the Ooh. decade, wasn't he, Styles? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I did was. see that, to be fair. And I think Styles is, he, he is brilliant. And I think he's... I mean, he's, he's had success in every major company. I mean, exactly. TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, he's, WWE. Like, he's done the AW, no. <laughs> His boys are there now, though. Probably not. Uh, yeah, towards the finish of the match, Elix Skipper did something similar to the spot I mentioned before. He tightroped the ropes yeah. and hurricane rounded Shane, who was sitting on the ropes because he like got placed there, and he hurricane rounded him out of the ring, which was a pretty that, unreal that spot. Was, that was a good spot. Yeah, but AJ of course gets the win with the Stars Clash on Michael Shane. He's a normal contender for Kaz, who is the X Division champion, which is another there awesome we go. Win, Kaz. Yeah. Obviously, Frankie Kazarian in AEW today. You know, I, I, I thought it was a very good sort of first episode for TNA. Obviously, it's not Impact, but it was it yeah. was a good sort of debut show. Like, I think AEW's first sort of pay-per-view was good. But I think we should definitely take a look at TNA's first pay-per-view as well after that. Um, the What am I saying? Yeah, TNA. I TNA's, watched the first TNA. I've done a video on the first TNA pay-per-view. It's a yeah. very... Weird watch, okay. to say the least. Okay. Interesting. Well, it's I'll be. I'll... The show. It's just a lot of like former WWE jobbers and stuff there. <laughs> um, it's a weird one. But, well, I think know. I'll be intrigued to see what uh, what 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 we did what what we di- 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 dive di- <laughs> what we dive deeper into next week for next TNA because yeah, overall, th- uh, I, what do you guys think of the show overall then? The the TNA show. Yeah, this one. What do you think? Uh, overall? Yeah, overall, overall, as I said, it was pretty good. It was uh, it was for our first episode. I think it was pretty good. They had a lot of interesting, did a lot of interesting stuff. Like I think some stuff that TNA have always had that has been very interesting and quite unique to the rest of the industry is six sided ring. I always enjoyed. I think it's, it adds a very unique element. It's very cool. Uh, the X division was just. I love the X Division. They had yes. some really good yeah. ideas. X Division was always a character. shining light in TNA, I thought. Yeah, and this, and you can see it from the first episode. They had this stuff there. They had the X Division right there. You know, it was always a stable. And it's, I just think they had a lot of good, good ideas, and it was great to see them. I think Sean sort of covered what I was sort of like going to say, but I think it is a shame that TNA didn't sort of get get as much hype around it as other companies oh, yeah. just because it didn't have a multi-billionaire owner. Um, yeah. And I think that they had, they did have the stars of the future. Like, uh, and I think it, it, it will be interesting to see how 
other companies sort of, of take this approach in the future when it comes to sort of starting up a new a new show? Like, we, we don't know, like, 10 years' time, we could see something completely new from uh, from another rival company. So, yeah, I think, like, it, yeah. it, it was a very good first show. Yeah, I thought overall, really good. Uh, if this was, like, a week, if every show, like, weekly was this quality, it would be great. But obviously, TNA would start to go very downhill um, sooner rather than later. Um, but, yeah, really good first showing from the company. I mean, really set the tone for the X Division, who was, which was always a great part of TNA. Uh, AJ was brilliant. I thought he already stood out on the show, as did Chris Harris and James Storm. And I thought all the guys in like the opening six-man, specifically Amazing Red, I thought were brilliant in that opening match. But yeah, that was it for the TNA review. Well, thank you very much, Tom. We appreciate it as always, man. No worries, no worries. And also, think... let us know in the comments what TNA stuff you'd like us to talk about in the future. Um, we're open to pretty much anything, TNA. So, yeah. And you know, I think I think that is a perfect place to sort of round off and hopefully we'll have a success much like um, AW and WWE rather than TNA. Um, but anyway, thank you all very much for listening um, or watching or whatever you've been doing. I hope we've I hope we've uh, achieved what, what you wanted out of our first podcast. Um, so please let us know all the feedback. Um, boys, do you want to add on to anything before we uh, before we dip? Uh, yeah, just you know, let us know what you, what you want to do. Think this is going to be. Think we're really looking forward to this. As I said, I think this is going to be a journey for all of us. We're sort of looking for content, so let us know. Especially, you know, we're trying to focus on as a TNA, but also a lot of the British indie scenes. Let us know who's your favorite indie wrestlers, who's your favorite indie promotions. Uh, UK, not necessarily UK, anyway, but UK is also great. Just let us know what what you'd like. Yeah. And anyway. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've really enjoyed myself, boys, and I think we've done. It's been a lengthy podcast, but I think we've got through it alive, and I think I think we had a lot of fun. We covered a lot of stuff, um, and I'm excited, very excited to see what we do next. So be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening. If that is YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever we can get we can get the licenses to put this out on. Um, anyway, be sure to follow all of us on Twitter. Tom, what's your Twitter? Sean, Twitter. Instagram, shout them all out my quickly. We've got two minutes. My Twitter is at Top Ten Wrestling. Subscribe to my channel, which is also Top Ten Wrestling. And check me out on Instagram at I'm Tom Bell. I am on Twitter. I am at Sean Carraher7. On Instagram, I am at Sean.Carraher5. Uh, don't have a YouTube channel. That's it. Fergus. And finally, uh, I'm at Fergus Adderley. Everywhere you need to find me. But thank you all very much for watching. Be sure to uh, subscribe. Wash your hands. Stay safe, and we will see you whenever we do. See ya. Bye. Bye. Ta-ra. See you in a bit, boys.